uh, it's good to uh, be with you this morning, albeit virtually. I look forward to the time whenever I can get back to you there in Dundonald. This morning's uh, a sermon I've entitled God With Us In The Storm. And I suppose it's probably very relevant to a lot of people maybe at the minute. And the question really just is, at the start here is about, is it possible that each of us, maybe you listening to me here this morning, are maybe just coming out of a storm, or you're in the middle of a storm, or potentially there's just one around the corner. And you know what? Yes, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world at the minute, and it's taken everyone by surprise. And 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 some people are really struggling with it. And it is it's very possible that even you listening here this morning that this current world pandemic may even have affected your income or your job or or your health and maybe you have to be particularly careful because of health conditions or or maybe even terribly and unfortunately maybe you know someone who has lost their life to this thing but i suppose we could just encapsulate that all by saying that it is another storm of life that maybe we're facing um so wee bit of trivia here you probably know this but are you aware that each season uh, that the storms around the world are given different names and I know that over here in the UK and Ireland we do that as well and in the 2019-2020 season so far and you'll remember these storms probably at the end of 2019 was Atiyah I think that's how you pronounce it and then early January and February we had Storm Brendan, Storm Kira, and Storm Dennis and there's been none since Dennis, which was actually in the middle of February. But just to whet your appetite going forward, if there's uh, more storms this season, the next four names are Ellen, Francis, Gerda and Hugh. Uh, and you'll remember that now if, if, if we have any more storms this year. So why am I telling you about the names of the storms? Well, the storm, as we've already said in the introduction there, the storm that maybe you're facing right now potentially has a name. We've talked about the pandemic there and how that has has maybe affected you in some way. That could be a storm in your life right now. But there are other storms with names as well. I think of ill health in general. You know, you could be ill, nothing to do with what's going on right now. You could you could have an illness that's been going on for some time. You could be struggling financially. You may have lost your job even prior to this whole thing happening. Um, it could be a a very unhappy job, something like that, or something that's going on maybe in your job, or, or, or it could be even other things like maybe stress or bereavement or anxiety. And there could be a whole raft of things that could be your storm this morning. Well, it is possible that when you're in that storm, and this is really what the crux of what we're gonna talk about here this morning is that when you're in that storm, very often that's all that you can see. If you think back to some of those storms that we mentioned earlier in the year, if you were out in them and the trees swaying and the noise that they create and even branches and trees falling and very often when you're in an actual storm, that is all that you can hear. That is all that you can see. And likewise with the personal storm that you have, is it possible that that's all that you can see right now in the midst of your storm? You can't see God. You're just not sure where he is. Maybe you might even blame God in some way for what's happening. It's very possible. 
And probably at the very least, you maybe ask the question, God, why are you allowing this to happen? And you know what? We open up uh, an area of theology, the sovereignty of God. It's very difficult to answer some of those questions sometimes, but I'm not here to explain God because I can never do that. But I do know that whenever we study scripture and whenever we see what happens and has happened in the Bible, we know that we as Christians will face difficult times. We will face these storms. We will face circumstances that develop us as Christians and make us more Christ-like in terms of how we apply these situations and circumstances to our lives. But the strap line that I want to present this morning is never allow the presence of a storm to cause you to doubt the presence of God. And that's really, really important. I'll just read that again, just as we start here this morning. Never allow the presence of a storm to cause you to doubt the presence of God. And our text for this morning, and I'll be referring to it as I go through the sermon rather than reading it all out at the start. Um, the text, if you want to follow along or if you want to read it later on, is Acts chapter 27, verses 13 to 26. And really, it's... Uh, that time whenever Paul and other prisoners and some of his travelling companions were on his ship destined for Italy and uh, we know that there was a, a very 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 heavy storm and actually the outcome was that the ship was destroyed and they, and they were shipwrecked but everybody that was on that ship survived um, and that's the storm that we're going to talk about here this morning and it was an absolute crazy storm it lasted for days and days and days and, and the story tells us that they didn't know the difference between night and day that's how bad this storm was and they had completely lost track of time and the crew the professional crew who no doubt had been in storms before they actually started throwing everything overboard that's how frightened they were and they the the crew and once i suppose the ordinary people on the ship saw that the crew were doing this then everybody thought that they were finished that they basically had given up all hope and verse 20 uh, tells us of that and it's it's luke who was traveling with paul who writes the book of acts and, and luke writes when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging we finally gave up all hope of being saved so dr luke is saying we finally gave up all hope of being saved. He was absolutely devastated in the midst of this as well. And he's the guy that wrote the book. And the question right now is, have you ever been there? Do you feel that you've been in that place where all hope is gone? You might even be there this morning. That could be in relation to any of the storms that we've mentioned. It could be in relation to what's going on right now. But is, is that the kind of language that you use? Do you, do you say things like, there is no hope? Do you sort of think, look, I'm never going to get out of this problem. I'm never going to get out of this financial hole that I'm in. I'm never going to be, to be fit and well. You might even have said, look, this is over. I can't do this anymore. And those are all very, very strong uh, statements. And, and, and I understand why you might feel that that's where you are with that and Paul then goes on to say in verse 21 and he says that after they had gone a long time without food Paul stood up before them and said men you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete then you would have spared yourself 
yourselves this damage and loss. And you know, Paul had warned them. Paul had warned the owners of this ship, the, the sailors, the people responsible for the ship, the soldiers who were escorting the prisoners. And he had told them that this storm was going to come. And they had chose not to listen to that. And Paul, in the midst of all of this, and, and imagine the picture where he's standing up and he's screaming at the top of his voice because in the middle of this, monstrous storm at sea and he would have been sh not screaming in, a, in an aggressive way but just shouting screaming so that he could be heard over the rage of the sea and he starts by saying i told you so and i'm not so sure that was probably the the best thing to say at that moment in time and i would imagine those who had made that choice to ignore him probably felt like punching him at that moment in time and, and it shows us that paul was a regular guy now what Paul said was correct. He had warned them not to go. But I think as leaders or as Christians, we need to be conscious of how we speak to people, even if they're in a storm that is potentially has been caused even by something that they've done themselves. We need to be sensitive to that and wise. And, and yes, there may be a time for counsel uh, in terms of the actual the, the truth of that that matter later down the road but we need to be sensitive and wise but yet the truth of that still was the case Paul had told them Paul had warned them not to go and they should those who could have made that choice they should have listened to him and I, I that sort of tells me that it's true for us as well it's true that sometimes we potentially could be in the middle of a storm because we haven't listened in some way or because we've made a choice that we know that we shouldn't have made or or it's possible that you may even have received godly counsel you may have prayed about something you may even have really felt that you wanted to do something and no one deep down inside that you shouldn't and you've maybe went ahead with that anyway um, or you, or you've just been flippant and you've you've done some things that maybe you shouldn't, and and it has led to where you're at today. And this isn't about me trying to make you feel worse about the situation. I'm just saying that whenever people are in that situation, sometimes before they recognise what has actually happened, they could actually start blaming other people for the circumstances that they're in, or or they could blame even the devil or God. Whenever chances are that it could be something that you've done yourself that has that has caused the grief and the problem or the pain or the suffering and the storm that you're in. And it's amazing how sometimes that the devil potentially gets blamed for stuff that could actually have been our own doing. And maybe that's why this, the sailors, those who should have known better really, that's maybe why that they in the story appear to give up all hope so fast because they knew that they had actually sailed against that good advice from Paul. And they knew that in some way it was actually their responsibility that they, that the whole ship and everybody on it was in that situation in the first place. And is it true then that if in some way we have contributed to the issue, is it possible that you lose hope even quicker in a scenario or a situation like that? You know, do you say, look, well, I've got myself into this, so why would God save me from it? You know, is it easier to trust God if you know that you didn't actually choose or cause the storm? Do you know what? I want to encourage you this morning because either way, even if you're where you're at today by something that you've done or said or something that you haven't done, or indeed that you're in the middle of a storm through no fault of your own, either way, God is sovereign. Either way, God knew before time began that you would be in the circumstances you're in right now. 
And God is God and doesn't need anybody else to help him to achieve anything. And God knew that you would be exactly where you are right now. And God can turn anything around, whether you have chosen or not. God knew all of that. And so there's an encouragement there right now that regardless of the circumstance or if you've made some choice to be where you're at, it doesn't mean that there's no hope. It doesn't mean that there's no way out of what it is that you're facing and dealing with today. But it's already hinted that there were also people in that boat who hadn't made the choice to go because they had no choice. They were Paul's fellow prisoners and they were getting onto that boat because the soldiers said that they were. And so there was a lot of people who had no choice to be on it whatsoever. And so in no way could it be deemed their fault. And so therefore the storm was completely not of their making whatsoever. And that's true for us today. Uh, you could lose your job through your company becoming bankrupt. You, you know, you could even have lost your job or your income because of what's going on with this pandemic right now. You could be sick very sick through no fault of your own whatsoever and or maybe you know maybe you've trusted someone and that person has let you down you know we could give example after example after example but the point is that we can still be in storms even if it's absolutely not of our own doing whatsoever but I just want to remind you of what the strap line for today is and that is never allow the presence of a storm to cause you to doubt the presence of God. I know that very often whenever people find themselves in that storm, that because of the noise and the bustle and the stress that goes with that, very often you lose sight of God. Very often you maybe do not feel his presence and, and sometimes God hides his presence from us so that we can learn to grow our faith and dig deeper roots down into God so that we know that we know that we know, even if we can't feel God, that we know that he's there. And so God is there. And Paul tells those who are on this ship, he says in verse 22, but now I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. And so Paul's saying, look, keep your courage here. Yes, you can see what's going on around you. You can see the turmoil of this storm and the hustle and the bustle of the winds and the ship is starting to break up. But keep your faith. This storm isn't going to take you, Paul says. Paul says, look, none of you, if you listen to me here, nobody is going to be lost here, but just the boat. And it got me thinking about very often the storms that we face in life are not about us losing our lives in a personal way or something happening deep within us that destroys us because that's not how God works. But very often the storms that we face are about circumstances or the boat. And maybe we're relying on something that isn't God. Maybe we're relying on our own intellect or our own uh, finances or, or, or our own whatever it is. And God's saying, no, I need you to rely on me. I need you to get rid of those flesh-like things. I need you to get rid of the reliance upon those things that are not of me. And very often that's what storms are about as well, is bringing us closer to God. But by coming closer to God, we're actually losing more of the flesh and the world that is relevant very often in our lives. Paul says, verse 23, 24, he says, Last night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. That's amazing how Paul, in the midst of that, was able to recognise that an angel stood beside him. Wouldn't it be just fantastic 
in the midst of any of our storms, if an angel actually appeared to us and said, look, you've nothing to worry about here. I am here. And the angels, you may not see them, but the angels are there in the storm with you. God is there in the storm with you. Jesus is there in the storm with you. you know, we can see this throughout scripture. I mean, one really good example of that is when we look at Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in the fiery furnace. And after Nebuchadnezzar has thrown them into the furnace, he turns to his companions and he says, did we not put three people in there? But look, there's four and the fourth looks like the son of the gods. And I believe that that was Lord Jesus Christ himself in the midst of that fire with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And the interesting thing is that whenever Nebuchadnezzar called them to come out of the fire, there wasn't even a smell of smoke on their clothing. And so Jesus clearly was with them there and they were able to see that. And I promise you today as if you're a believer that Jesus, God, his angels are with you in the storm that you face today. Spiritual warfare is a very real thing. Again, you just have to look at scripture and see that. A good example of that is in Daniel chapter 9, um, where, where it talks about the, the, the angels and the demons warring over uh, a messenger who was to come to Daniel. And you know what? Yes, spiritual warfare is very real, but so is Jesus and so is God. And God is all powerful. He is the supreme being. There is none like him. There is no one who has any power compared to God whatsoever. And God is in control of all things. God has got you in his hand right now. And he will help you through this storm. Now, that doesn't mean that if you have a serious illness that you might recover the way we as humans believe that that you can and i pray this morning that if you have a life limiting illness or a uh, or some sort of a life threat like that i pray that god will heal you here on earth uh, but it is possible that the healing of your storm could be in a different way than that you could be in heaven with god which i suppose for a christian is the ultimate healing but the fact is that god is there with us in our storm. He is holding us, he is caring for us, and we can feel his strength to get through any circumstance right now. Because if you can see that there's a purpose in any storm that you face, then that's the first step to being able to walk through that storm and recognize like the, the like James says, James says, consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of any kind because it's through that that it actually builds up your perseverance and your faith and there's purpose to it and there is purpose and God is with you in that and when you realize that and this is this is uh, the point that I want to really get across is that whenever you realize that God is in the storm with you then that changes your posture and it's easy to think of that in, our, in your head it's easy to think of that in your intellect but actually absorbing that into the very core of your being and recognizing that God has got you no matter what as believers then that changes your mood it lifts you it builds your faith it redirects your mindset and you know we're all going to have blips and we're all going to have falls and we're all going to struggle with these things which is why scripture tells us about all of these scenarios and situations because God knows that we would struggle with some of these things but if you can just grasp a hold this morning that God is with you in the midst of your storm then 
you will start to relax within that and recognize that God will bring you through. Why? Because knowing that is knowing actually who is with you in the boat rather than the boat itself in the storm. Because this, the boat is the circumstances. The, the boat is the structure that we rely on as ter in terms of humans. Whereas Jesus being with you in that boat is really the recognition that you need to have. You know, Mark chapter 4 tells a story of when Jesus is in the back of a boat during the storm, a storm in the Sea of Galilee, and the disciples are in the middle of this storm and they're, they're panicking. And, and, and some of the disciples were established fishermen and they would have been in storms on that sea many, many times. So obviously this was a really, really big storm and it really frightened them. So they woke up Jesus and it's really interesting as well to realize or recognize that Jesus was sleeping in the midst of that. You know, I don't know about you, but if I was in a boat, a small boat, and it was being rocked about everywhere, I, I certainly don't think I would be able to sleep in it. But that's Jesus was asleep and the, the terrified disciples woke him up and uh, Jesus tells us that Jesus rebuked the storm. And, and the winds and the waves calmed. And it's interesting that the, that the terminology there actually indicates that Jesus rebuking the storm. There's the inference that that was a spiritual thing as well. But Jesus then subsequently uses that as a learning point for the disciples because he questions them about their faith at that moment in time. Thus indicating what the storm was about for the disciples. It was about building up their faith. And so peace then, no matter what you face, no matter what circumstances that you're in right now, at this moment in time, peace can only be found in Jesus. Peace can only be found in God Almighty. You know, you're not going to have a trouble-free life. It frustrates me if people who who are in positions of teaching, uh, so-called teaching of Scripture, suggest other ways than that and, and they teach that you're not going to have any trouble and difficulties that's just not true the bible does not suggest that for a second you're not going to have a trouble-free life but you've got jesus jesus tells his disciples in john 16 33 says i have told you these things so that in me you may have peace because in this world you will have trouble but take heart for i have overcome the world so like we're going to have these difficult times. We're going to have storms that we go through. But it's about a process. It's about a process of developing to be more like Christ. It's about, it's about being the people that God needs us to be. Not only here, but preparing us for heaven. And so uh, in this story today, um, just as we sort of round up and we finish up. In this story today, God told Paul, Paul that he was going to be all right because... Paul needed to be in Rome uh, and he promised them the rest of the people on the ship because of that. And for each of us, if we're still alive, we've got more to do. And just like Paul had something else to do in Rome, storms are just part of the process that is preparing us for what more we have to do. And we can all serve. We can all reach out to the rest of the world. The storm may take the boat or the circumstances or some of the things that we rely on that aren't God. But in the midst of all of this, if you just believe the word of God, you're going to be okay to serve. You're going to be okay to, 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 to continue to reach out to other people. 
uh, to do the things that God has given us to do. There is always purpose. There is purpose in what God does. There's purpose in God and what God allows to happen in your life. In the midst of all of it, you may not always recognize it, but if you react the way God wants you to react, you're always going to be learning things in there. God is strengthening you. He is speaking to you. He is deepening your roots. You will be a blessing as a result of what it is that you're facing. And Paul finishes by saying in verse 25, he says, So keep up your courage, man. For I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. And sometimes we find it hard to understand the promises of God, but the best place to start is to see what God said was going to happen. And the best way to do that is just to read the Bible right from the start to the very end. And God cannot break a promise and see what God has said and take courage no matter what it is that you're facing today. And remember, Never allow the presence of a storm to cause you to doubt the presence of God. You know, I'm just going to close in a wee word of prayer before I hand back. And you may well be in a storm today, and I'll just pray momentarily about that. You may also not know Jesus, and if you don't, please just reach out. Just ask God to forgive you for your sins. Turn away from uh, the sin that's in your life and, and just ask Jesus to come into your heart. And let let. The church know let east point know through their web through their uh, facebook or some of the other mediums that you might have to contact them with and so let's just pray as we finish heavenly father lord i just thank you that you are with us no matter what that you're in every storm with us and lord i just pray lord for the people of east point and for those who may be watching this online lord that you will just make yourself very real to people this morning and lord that they will recognize what it is that you are to them in all circumstances. Lord, and I pray for those who may have to make some changes, who may have made some bad decisions, and that is why they are facing their storm. I pray, Lord, that you will give them guidance and clearance uh, on that, Lord, and that they will get the help that they need, Lord, and that you will use this to their advantage as well, Lord God. And for those who maybe are just facing a difficult time right now, Lord, just bless them. Help them, Lord, to dig their, deep, their roots down deep into you and Lord help them Lord to serve you in the midst of where they're at even right now in Jesus name we pray Amen